What is up, everybody? It's your boy T. Strange here coming at you with Project Underdog Podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about phony gurus because we got a lot of them out there, man. Um, you know, I, I know I always harp on social media and the um, the, the destruction that it's caused or the chaos that it's caused. Now, it's it's not all bad. There's some a lot of good that comes from it, and I've met a lot of awesome people from it, but... You know, this is the first time in in history where everybody has an equal voice. You know, it doesn't matter what you've done in your life and what results you've honestly produced. It makes no difference. Um, you have, a, you know, a guy that's 500 fucking pounds has the same voice as a guy that has been, you know, dedicated to fitness and dieting for, you know, as long as he's been alive. And they both are competing for the same ears and the same eyes. It's 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 hilarious. And, you know, especially in the entrepreneur world right now, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors, man. Um, I remember old real estate dudes, real estate coaches, coaches, you'd look them up and they hadn't sold shit or hadn't done shit is really funny. And people were listening to them. It's, it's, it's the craziest thing. Same thing to be said with fitness. All these phony fucking gurus that have never done nor practice what they are preaching. Um, dude, you know, I, I, I hope that, and I feel like the majority of us have a pretty good nose for bullshit. Um, I mean, I, I like to think that I do, although I have been deceived and will probably be deceived again at some point in time. Um, but it's really hard to tell with these guys on social media, the way they paint their life and the way they paint everything, the way they present everything, if you should listen to them or not. Um, and I want to say to you guys, I'm not a fucking phony guru. Number one, I'm not a goddamn guru. I'm a guy that's had his teeth kicked in time after time that's faced several challenges. I mean, from birth, put it this way. Uh, I was never poor necessarily, but the best my family was ever doing is when my mother was a lunch lady and my stepfather was a janitor in, in the same elementary school. And uh, we were balling at that point as far as I was concerned. You know what I'm saying? Things weren't uh, weren't always that bad. So, um, you know, I'd give you a little bit of perspective of, you know, the background financially. And, you know, I was never taught anything about money. I was taught that for the most part, money's evil. Most people that have money um, either got it from from being deceitful or by other means they were born into it. That was a popular one as well. And that uh, people like us just weren't meant for stuff like that. And that stuff didn't matter anyway. And uh, along with a lot of other, you know, self-limiting beliefs. And the fucked up thing, and I want to say something about that while we're on that that topic. You know, it's funny how we justify money. And if you don't have it, it's almost like you're virtuous. You know, I don't need money. I don't, I have love and family, which all that stuff is very, very important. But did you know with money, you can help other fucking people? Did you know that? Did you know there's a lot of good things that money can fucking do, you selfish prick? Yeah, it, it, it's like that. Um, don't ever demonize money, demonize finances. The more you have, the more you can do for others. I just wanted to throw that out there as a tidbit. So I, I was taught that college probably wasn't a good idea for me, that it was expensive, that I needed to get a good job, a good job with benefits. Now, mind you, dur during this entire time, uh, I didn't have a dad around. My stepdad, he was a piece of shit. Um, my old man, he'd cut out when I was just a few months old, and I was raised by a bunch of cackling women, uh, well-meaning women. I, I love them to death, but they were not they were not suitable to be my teacher. 
to put it that way. And that's okay because I love them all very, very much and I'm grateful for them. Uh, however, during this whole time of, of growing up in adolescence, I was strung out on drugs, man. Uh, did a lot, man, did a lot of drugs, had, had nothing going for me. Didn't work out. Um, it didn't participate in any activities. I was just a regular old piece of shit. I mean, I, I can't stress how, how shitty of a person I was anyway. So I take my grandmother's advice and get the good job with benefits where, you know, I think I started off making $7 and 10 cents an hour. And I worked in an industrial printing press where we printed up magazines like Oprah, uh, Muscle and Fitness, Muscular Development, Iron Man. And it was during this time because, you know, I would spend 12 hours a night printing these these magazines up. And it was my job to inspect them as they were coming off the conveyor to make sure they were all lined up nice. And so I spent my entire evenings, you know, 12 fucking hours reading bodybuilding magazines and um it really interested me. I was like, look at, look at these fucking guys, you know, they're, they're, they're jacked, you know, this is a, maybe I can look like that. So I, I went off and bought a bottle of creatine and a gym membership and the rest was history. But, um, you know, there were several challenges e- even during that time too. Um, I had zero self-belief. Um, I knew I was never going to be anything. I, I, I hated myself very, very much. I had no self-respect and, and my actions displayed that. Um, going beyond that, I'll save you the sob story of all the bad shit that happened. I'm sure I'll talk about it at some point in time, but it was not until I found somebody that believed in me, that believed in me more than what I believed in me. And uh, that dude's name was Jimmy Dillman that, that hired me from, um, a 19 day pass to the rush fitness complex. Um, I just moved to Chattanooga after getting out of the fucking halfway house and, um, I went there for a free, you know, 19 days because I was broke as shit, lost my job. It was a horrible time. And uh, he asked, are you going to buy a membership? And I'm like, no, bro, I don't have a job. And he said, well, do you want one? I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, man, I certainly do. And, and this motherfucker pushed me so hard. He pushed me so hard out of my comfort zone. And he did it because, well, number one, he was going to make money from me because he knew I could be a good salesperson. And uh, secondly, he pushed me because he knew I could be better. And man, there ain't no fucking love in the world like somebody believing in you more than what you believe in yourself. It's it's the strongest love, man, that I, that I honestly believe is out there. You know, somebody can care about you all they want and do for you. But until somebody can believe in you to do for yourself, man, it's a... Uh, it's so powerful, and I'm so grateful for that man and a couple of other ones that 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 poured them themselves into me to make me better. Um, but anyway, so I came up from um, from going working five years in an industrial printing press to landing a dream job working at the Rush, and I eventually moved up moved up into management, and then got into other sales jobs and and did extremely well in fitness. Um, moved back to Kentucky, did well in fitness there met the next mentor that I had that got me into real estate. Uh, my first year in real estate against all odds with, with no fucking money in my pocket, just broke up with my girlfriend, um, had to move out of her place and, and get my own. It was a really rough time, but my first year of real estate, I sold 35 houses and, um, that's a lot of goddamn houses to be, especially to be your first year. Um, I went after it, man. I saw what the fuck I wanted and I went after it. 
I called every for sale by owner I could find, knocked on every expired door I could find. I was having conversations with anybody and everybody. And going beyond there, you know, I've done several other things. There's a, there's a few different adventures that I've taken, uh, you know, as far as move, moving back to uh, Chattanooga after going to, back to Kentucky after five years of building my real estate business. Came back to Chattanooga to pursue um, the activity of playing baseball again after a 20-year hiatus. Um, my grandfather passed away when I was 10 years old, and my grandfather was pretty much my dad, and he taught me baseball. I loved it. I was good at it. Well, he passed away when I was 10, and I ended up giving up baseball. I got into drugs at that point in time and, and forgot baseball even existed. Um, well, something sparked that fire in me You know, 20 years later when I was 32 years old that I wanted to be a fucking baseball player. Guess what I did? I fucking eloped with my wife. She was not my wife. We were drinking margaritas at a Mexican restaurant, and uh, it, we were already engaged. And I'm like, let's go to fucking Vegas in two days. We were sitting on a Tuesday, and we left on a Thursday. We booked the flight, booked the, uh, booked the chapel, the little white chapel, got married, and ended up moving to Chattanooga together so I could pursue baseball which it wasn't going to make me any fucking money. Like this was like a high level adult rec league, right? So I was playing with guys that were, you know, past college players, past pro players, um, you know, some really high level guys. And uh, I was dog shit. I was fucking horrible. I was so bad. It was unreal, man. Like it, it was so bad. Uh, just, just how poor that I was, you know, you know, taking a 20 year hiatus and thinking I can come and compete, compete at a high level. Um, but anyway, I, I worked my fucking ass off. I worked so goddamn hard. Um, you know, I destroyed my real estate business in Kentucky because I wanted to go do different things and greater things. So we didn't have much money when we moved here. I dumped my soul into baseball, dumped my fucking soul into it. Picked up a job waiting tables while I was slowly building my real estate business once again here in Chattanooga. Well, I go from being you know ninth in the lineup by the time playoffs are all around to second. Uh, I hit my first dinger ever in my entire life, and I ended up winning uh, team MVP that year. And uh, it was such an amazing experience. It was it was it was worth everything. It was worth everything. Going beyond there, I rebuilt my real estate career, real estate portfolio, I guess you could say, here in Chattanooga. Um, killed it, and ended up getting my broker's license. Was a broker. For quite a while, over several, over you know, thirty plus agents, uh, wanted to compete in bodybuilding. Never did it before. Wanted to. Spent the last year working my fucking ass off to compete at bodybuilding at a high level, and uh, I did very, very, very well for no more experience than what I had competing against people that were much younger and gifted than I was. But goddamn it, I gave it all that I had. Uh, going beyond there. My wife and I, we took every bit of money we had, we sold our house, and we opened up a med spa. My wife recently had her uh, got her nurse practitioner's license. She went to grad school, knocked that shit out. And listen, I'm going to get my wife on here one day. She is a bad fucking bitch, and she is very much so partly responsible for the man that I am. And I, I love that woman dearly. And she also came from some very dark places as well, just like the, the rest of us underdogs. So anyway, she got her nurse practitioner license. We saw that money could be made with Botox and lip filler and all that good stuff. And so we, we took we took the chance and um, 
it's blown the fuck up, man. I, I am so grateful and just astonished at how quickly this business has grown. She she handles the service. I handle the back end. I built the website. I take care of the marketing, the advertising, help book the appointments, point of sale stuff. That's all me. She's the one who does it. It's like a, a Lars and James from Metallica type relationship, right? You know, she, she's like James. She's the talent. You know, she's she's what everybody's there to see. And I'm like Lars in the background, just worried about money and how we can make it better. It's funny, man, but it, it's it's the truth. So anyway, I want you guys to know that I'm not a phony guru. I came from fucking nothing. I came from less than nothing. I mean, not only did I have environmental, you know, constraints, environmental um, limitations. I also had very many social limitations and internal limitations. God damn, I hated myself so much, man. And it wasn't until I applied self-discipline that, that that's when it I, I got some self-respect for myself. Although I may not have believed in a greater vision, I do know that once I started displaying some form of self-discipline, which usually came in the form of, of working out or dieting, something I can see results with. That's when I started to develop a little bit of self-respect. Then the self-respect, it, it bled into self-belief once I met the mentors and you know the rest is kind of history. But I want you to go, guys to know I'm not fucking full of shit. If, we, if you want me to break it down for you right now, I work in a total of maybe 10 hours a week at the most. I make a lot of money. I'm not saying that to be arrogant or cocky. I, I don't. And, you know, you, you can do this same shit here, too. Uh, my wife is hot as shit. I have, I have a beautiful wife. We have a great marriage. It's man. It's such a she's such a fucking blessing. And that, that that's a, that's another video in itself of the importance of finding a good woman. But we bring out the best in each other. And it's uh, it's something so special. I love that woman more than anything. Um. My relationships are good with the people that I have in my life. I contribute frequently. My life is filled with purpose. You know how much I love doing this shit? Like, you know, giving to you guys that are listening these these, these different, you know, tidbits of information, you know. And, and I'm, I'm speaking from a guy that's been at rock bottom several times. I'm not some jerk off that was born into a rich family or, or born into advantage. Dude, everything I fucking had, I goddamn earned. I worked my motherfucking ass off. I work my fucking ass, still work my goddamn ass off. Although I say I work 10 hours a week, that's with shit like real estate and like demands with the spike appointments, you know, where I actually have to be somewhere. But for the most part, dude, I do whatever the fuck I want. And uh, it's so awesome. And I, I wish other people could experience how awesome it is just to just to have that freedom. And it's not it's not just financial freedom or freedom with my time. It's freedom inside of myself that that I found love and respect for myself. And I found honesty for myself and for the world. And so I try to convey that wherever I go. I try to make I try to make the world a better place. And uh, I sure as fuck hope that I do. That's what I'm trying to do anyway. But when I give you guys this information, please understand it's not I'm not a fucking phony guru. I'm not this fucking jerk off that read a couple goddamn books that I want to get on here and, you know, stroke my goddamn ego because I get to hear my own fucking voice has nothing to do with that, man. These videos are honestly uncomfortable for me uh, to, to expose myself and put myself out for criticism. But it burns inside of me to try to give these gifts to other people, to give these things that I've done and these things that I've learned to others for you guys to learn too, man. So maybe you guys can help other motherfuckers, you know, and that's how that's how the world is good, man. You know, no, no man has ever done anything great on his own ever. 
ever. There, there's no one man that's ever done anything great on his own accord. They've always had help. They've always had help in some shape or form, man. Iron sharpens iron. So when, when you when you're looking for advice or you're looking for you know guidance with things, man, vet these motherfuckers. Just because they're talking shit and say they know what they're talking about doesn't mean that they do. If they're talking to you about financial advice, dude, are how the fuck's their money? They talking to you about fitness, dude, they better not be fat as fuck. You better goddamn look good. They're talking to you about relationships. You either better be married in an awesome fucking in, in an awesome marriage, or you better be the biggest playboy ever that just, just slaying slaying them ladies out there. You feel me? Like there has to be results to to back the words, man. If, if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk, man. And, and that's something we've gotten very disconnected from with social media, where the voice of the expert is just as loud as the voice of the dumbass. It sucks. Now it's our job to pick that apart and, you know, see who's full of shit and who's not. And I'll tell you guys, man, you hop on uh, YouTube or other podcasts. There's a lot of goddamn turds out there that don't know what the fuck they're talking about, have no clue. Now, I know that, you know, I'm not I've not become the best communicator in the world. You know, I talk fast. You know, none of this is script that I'm just riffing. I'm just saying what comes to my heart. So I, I understand I could definitely be better in that regard. But I want you to understand that my message and the information that I give you guys is straight from my motherfucking heart, and it's what's worked for me. This shit has worked for me practically. This is not fucking woo-woo, let's go rub some crystals together and, and bark at the moon on next fucking Tuesday because it's full. You know, it, it's, it's not, Mercury's not in retrograde, motherfucker. You ain't got a goddamn problem. These are all things that I have personally done and still do day in and day out that have enriched the quality of my life that, that allow me to do. I love my fucking life, dude. I'm so grateful. There was never a time, dude, if you told me when I was 13 or 14, where I would be and who I would be, I wouldn't believe you, man. Um, I'm so overwhelmingly grateful for everything that my life is. And I want to give that fucking gift to you guys. So understand I'm not a fucking phony guru. I'm not a guru at all, but the shit I'm talking about has worked for me. Um, it's coming from a place of experience and trial and tribulation and getting my teeth knocked in on several fucking occasions. So understand the stuff I give you straight from my fucking heart. It worked for me. I can't say it's going to work for you. You know, you know, and there's a chance that, you know, everybody's different, man. You know, uh, even some of the smartest motherfuckers in the world, I, I don't agree with or I don't, I don't practice the things they, they talk about, but I do practice others that they don't. So you just got to find out what works for you and what doesn't try it out, man. You know, give it a shot. Uh, you have you don't have shit to lose. I mean, what's what's the fucking opposite? You know, the, the shit that I'm telling you, you know, you know, drink your fucking water, keep your hands off your dick, read your fucking books, be around good people, visualize the shit you want. Like, what the fuck do you have to lose? Seriously, what the fuck do you have to lose? It's like you're doing anything better. You're going to think back on your deathbed of all the goddamn video games you fucking played. Now you're going to think about all the ass you kicked or all the times that you let yourself down. Choice is yours, motherfucker. Project Underdog Podcast. I'm out.